the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Quick headline for you. Synchrony Financial, a credit card division from GE that for many years operated in their finance arm, in credit cards. You see the Capital One commercials, you can go out and buy Capital One stock. Um, do you think those are companies that are geared to lose money or mathematically kind of know how much money they're going to lose when they uh, let as many people open up credit cards as they do? I think credit cards are always an intriguing play on the stock market over the long term. But to talk about something else here, Joe Doe, economics analyst for TheStreet.com, talking a little GDP. The GDP number yesterday was pretty darn impressive, Joe. Was it real? Or was it up <laughs> demand? Is it sustainable? 4% GDP, it seems like life would be pretty good. I, yeah, I, I think um, if, if you look at it from the business perspective, everybody was kind of expecting a, a big number. I don't think they were expecting 4%. That was much better than expected. If you look at it from the uh, the chitter-chatter perspective of politics, um, you know, this is basically giving uh, the more optimistic people the, the chance to say, we told you so, uh, from the first quarter. Uh, but for investors who, you know, kind of look past that, they, they, can, they can glean off this, that it was a very good... Good GDP report. It showed that obviously the really bad winter uh, did keep people home. You know, it kept them uh, from going out and shopping. It kept them from going out and purchasing new homes, um, and that all came back. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, if, if if you're looking to to make a big purchase, uh, you're not just going to say, "Well, it was too cold this winter, and I'm never going to do it again," right? So we started seeing people come back in the second quarter and make those purchases. Uh, which you know lent to a much better than expected uh, hit on on uh, growth. Um, so, uh, but you know, and this is not something that people should just think is is you know the way it is now, right? We're not going to see four percent growth probably in the third quarter. We're probably not going to see fourth quarter growth that's four percent. But this did help us. Uh, peak our heads over that two percent level for annual growth uh, projections in 2014. Seems like a, a Goldilocks world, Joe, where two percent is on the cold side, three percent's perfect, four percent's too hot. <laughs> Would yeah. you kind of agree with that statement? Yeah, I, I, I think, unfortunately, that is that's probably a, a fair way of looking at it. I, I you know, uh, economists immediately came out and said, "Hey, whoa, yeah, this is pretty good." I mean, there was a talk of a build in inventories, which which obviously was the talk uh, at the end of last year when we had a huge GDP print. Um, you know, and, and, and that is a concern. You, you, you don't want to see these GDP numbers that are like super huge, uh, that are also underscored by, you know, things like inventories, right? Which, you know, they come on in one quarter and then if they don't get sold off, 
then that you know obviously that that doesn't help uh, economic growth, and, and therefore it comes back on to the next quarter, and you say, oh my gosh, well why do we have only two percent growth or one and a half percent growth? Um, uh, so yeah, and and it, it's hard for you know the average consumer to sit there and 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 totally understand GDP, right? I mean we've all learned it, right? I think you know the first time you learn about gross domestic product, you're in you're in grade school. Uh, you know it's kind of your first introduction to the economy, but uh, you know it's it's still something that most people aren't worrying about day to day in their lives. They're just being told, listen, the economy is growing at um, a certain rate, and um, you know, we take a step back and, and say, okay, GDP number was good, but really what people looked at was uh, the, the the Fed statement that came out shortly afterwards. And that's because GDP is just a lagging indicator. It doesn't tell investors what's going to happen in the future. It just reminds them, okay, well, here's how good it actually was, or here's how bad it actually was in the previous quarter. With that said, you brought up something that most people don't know what GDP is. It's kind of a vague number. Uh, what is GDP to you in a brief analysis? Yeah, I mean it's all you know it's 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 all uh, you know, goods and services and consumption uh, you know traded here in uh, the United States that uh, somehow contributed to economic growth um, or, or of course uh, took away from economic growth uh, specifically here in the U.S. Okay. What are we uh, looking for right now from the Fed statement? You, you, you brought it up, and it you know the markets kind of turn on the Fed statement. GDP mm-hmm. and the Fed kind of go hand in hand because, yeah, uh, for obvious reasons, if there's an improvement in the economy, it would be reflected in GDP. And if there's an improvement in the economy, then the Fed is going to stop buying bonds and going to stop uh, supporting the markets with uh, low-cost money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is if anybody read any stories about the Fed yesterday or maybe they read their basic market story, they did read one interesting aspect of the statement, which was that the Fed is no longer saying that the unemployment rate remains elevated. And they've been saying this in statements for a long time now. And what that meant was that obviously the unemployment rate was uh, very abnormally high, right, for a recovery. Um, Now what they're saying is that uh, you know that that they think that the labor market uh, there's underutilization in the labor market. In other words, there's slack in the labor market. They don't feel like they can any longer say that the unemployment rate remains elevated because you're looking at a 6.1 percent unemployment rate that could I'm not saying it will that could dip below six percent in by tomorrow uh, in the latest uh, jobs report. We don't know that it necessarily will, but it could. And when you're looking at 5.9 percent, people are saying, well, that's not a very you know, that's not a elevator, right? They, they wouldn't say that's a terrible unemployment number. I mean, it's not great. It's not what we want, but it's not terrible. And so the feds had to go back and basically say, okay, listen, we know that uh, we've had unemployment rates drop um, in a way that we didn't expect, which was you, you've slowly seen the labor force participation rate fall for a number of reasons, whether they're um, structural or, or, or what have you. In other words, you know, people are just uh, baby boomers are falling out of the workforce, or uh, you know, you do have people still searching for jobs in a very difficult economy. Um, 
but that that's that's really the interesting part right and so now the big debate and what i'm writing about is you know is the fed focusing too much on jobs and are they not keeping enough of an eye on interest rates and inflation and um you know right now we do see inflation ticking up not a lot uh, the core the core rate is just below 2% but there is worry obviously that you know if you get another couple of cpi reports that shows core inflation rising um, past that 2% level, which is a key indicator for the Fed to try to you know, quell inflation from happening too quickly, they wonder if the Fed's going to get caught behind, right? Because infla- you know, the argument is once inflation starts ticking up, it really starts going. And then, you know, it, it, you know, and then at that point, it's too late to react to it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the interesting discussion right now. I think there's also some underlying discussion. I'm speaking with Joe Doe economics analyst for the street.com talking GDP numbers. There seems to be some undercurrents like the jobs report, even though it's good, the type of jobs that we want aren't there. They're very mm-hmm. part time. They're very, uh, you know, McDonald's oriented per se. And also, you know, tied towards um, some of the GDP numbers the, the people are looking for the, some of the softness uh, inside the data that looks pretty good on the outside, but inside the data, not so good. Can you mention a little bit about that? Right. right. You know, I mean, you're, you're it's discussing part-time work versus full-time work, how many people are still looking for work but not actually, you know, finding the jobs that they want. Uh, you know, some of the data that I that I was looking at is, uh, you know, right now we're, we're looking at uh, part-time work uh, in June. You know, full-time jobs in June fell by about 530,000 compared to the previous month. Total jobs, you know, increased just because part-time jobs grew by about 800,000. I mean, this is something I was, re- you know, just reading this morning as I prep for tomorrow's numbers. So that that's a little bit of the softness that that you hear from the critics, right? Is that and 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 you know the critics and also even Janet Yellen will say and and has made it of a, 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 a she's made a pointed effort to say this is we're not we're not happy with where growth in the jobs market is. Her argument right now is there is no worry about inflation because we don't see enough job growth uh, in that it's pushing up wages, right? So wages really kind of this base point at which we understand, you know, the inflation can be coming, right? Because once you and I have more money in our pockets, uh, it suggests we'd have more money for disposable income in which we would spend on goods and services, you know, retail or, or what, what have you that aren't needs, but they're wants. And then that increases so-called money velocity, increase the spending that's going out to the economy. We're just not seeing that right now. And yet, anecdotally, I feel as if inflation's hitting me pretty hard. I feel like, you know, taking flights feels more expensive, going to resorts feels more expensive, cars cost more money. Is there some phantom inflation in the economy, or am I just being – is that just my world? No, you're right. I mean, that's that's talking about you know inflation, uh, the core inflation. The core inflation excludes food and uh, and gasoline, right? Um, And and so that's that's a common uh, discussion among economists is well, do we you know do we as Americans uh, buy the fact that core inflation isn't going above two percent, but we see month to month you know these changes in food and, and gasoline. I, I think the food and gas is a, is a fair argument. I mean, there's a great reason why we don't, uh, you know, why the Fed isn't targeting it. I mean, food and gas prices are incredibly volatile. So one month, maybe you're paying a little bit of the gas pump that you weren't paying before. Uh, and then the next month, um, you know, you're paying a little bit less. So it's it's really hard to get a grasp on that. But it, it's certainly a fair argument for people, right? If, if they're not seeing their wages grow, which they aren't, 
you know, compared to other recoveries. I mean, right now we're seeing about 2% wage growth in a good recovery, in a robust recovery. You're seeing people getting, you know, year-over-year year annual wage growth of about 3 to 3.5%. Um, you know, they're not seeing bonuses. So they're not getting – they're basically not being paid much more than they were, you know, four or five years ago at the, you know, the bottom of, of the market and the, the beginning of the crisis or the beginning of the Great okay. Recession. Thanks very much. That's Joe Doe, economics analyst for thestreet.com. You can find him on Twitter. His handle is Joe Doe, D-E-A-U-X. You can find him at thestreet.com as well. He's a regular guest, and he's very insightful and very easy to digest. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 